Good morning and welcome to our brand new look podcast, The Social Gold. I am your host, Layla Steed, intuitive women's business mentor, clarity coach, and the kind of woman that loves to get behind women, inspiring them to step into their greatness and give them the tools that they need to create radical fucking changes in their life. If you are looking for that inspiration injection from like-minded women to propel you forward to that next level within yourself, then stay tuned. Good morning and welcome to episode seven of the Social Gold Podcast. Today's episode is called Mindful Dating, How to Make It Work for You. Now, I've been dating for quite some time. I have had a lot of lessons. Let's just call it that. I've had a lot of heartache. I've had a lot of lessons. I've had some really beautiful moments. And I think that so often when speaking to women, what I have found is that we so often forget that dating is essentially learning to love yourself at a new depth, in new ways, a little bit more consciously, with more intention, whatever it might be for you. Dating is essentially that because it is going to be the biggest mirror for your triggers, for your shadows, for those parts of yourself that might be a little bit unhealed, maybe some emotional trauma from when you were a child, whatever it might be. That is what dating is designed to do. That is what dating is for. That is what our relationships on here on this planet, on this earth are for. It is to show you, to crack you open essentially and show you those parts of yourself that, for example, you might not have realized that you needed work on. So it could be that you meet someone and they railroad your boundaries or maybe you didn't have any in place or maybe your boundaries were a little bit leaky and you meet someone and they show you that your boundaries need to be a little bit more adjusted, they need to be tightened, they need to be a little bit more fine-tuned, if you will, and then you go back to the drawing board. So essentially you're learning to love yourself through exerting your boundaries. That is what that person showed you. And they might've showed you a host of other things. I'm just using it as a very loose example. But I had a woman last night and then the reason why I've come into the podcast today is generally, generally I come into this space because something's going on in my personal world or something's going on in one of the women of the community over on Instagram. It's something is going on on their personal world, on their personal level. And usually if it happens often enough, I'm like, you know what? I need to cover this. It needs to be a topic. So last night I got a message from a beautiful woman in my community and she said to me, do you have any advice for dating? The guy that I'm seeing, he's always busy. It's not making me feel very good. I'm kind of feeling really triggered. I don't really know, you know, the message went on. She's like, I don't really know how to respond to the situation anymore. I feel like I'm kind of with every, oh, it's okay. Don't worry. It's cool. She's like, I feel like I'm losing a little bit of myself. We talked about leaky boundaries, but I also said to her, their effort when you're dating, their effort, whether male, female, whatever, is going to be a direct reflection of their interest, right? And so often women make up excuses for their lack of effort or their lack of interest because they're like, oh, he's busy or he's got a lot on. And and we all know, because you're probably nodding along that you've had a friend go, yeah, but he's busy or yeah, but he's this, or he's got a lot on. And quite often that's your ego trying to make up a narrative to save you from the realization that, you know what, that guy's not that interested in you. He's not that into you, as they like to say. 
Your ego will try and protect you from that by coming up with any other option or any other possibility or any other narrative that makes your ego go, hmm, okay, see, it's not me. Rather than simply naming it, which is like, like, he's not that into me. It's cool. He's not interested. So you need to be really careful of moments when your ego tries to take over with excuses that is going to lessen that blow of what is really happening. Because I think so often we don't really want to face the reality, right? Especially when you're dating, you don't want to be like shit, you know, rather than self-reflecting and going, you know what? that guy's just not that into me. And you know what? It shows me that he might not be at that capability level to actually hold a relationship. He might not be at that healthy masculine kind of level where he can hold that relationship for me. Right? Because so often women go, he's not that into me. I'm a piece of shit. I'm too overweight. I'm not a good person. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not pretty enough. We go down that level and that goes with cheating and, you know, whatever it might be that someone makes you feel like you're not worthy. Instead of women going, hmm, that's a direct reflection of them, they all all of a sudden will go, that's a direct reflection of me, right? So it goes to the opposite of the ego. And that's why the ego tries to protect you because sometimes, it, it can be quite a, a sobering effect. And I think so often women go straight to the, oh, there's an issue with me. There's not an issue with you. You're just not aligned. You're just not aligned. And I bet you that if you were to speak to friends and you were to speak to family, if they were honest, they'd be like, you know what? I actually could see that. I actually could see that you weren't aligned with that person. And, and I'm so happy that, you know, it's it's come out this way and it's panned out this way for you. So something that I read that was really beautiful the other day, and it said, be wise enough not to waste your time, be patient enough not to settle and be strong enough not to force it. I feel like they should be the three pillars for dating in in the current world, because when you date these days, you want to make sure that you are dating mindfully because bringing in the apps as great as they are, we no longer have to go out, put on a cute dress and, and hope for the best that, that, you know, a guy that is for us is going to come up to us. We can just scroll in our PJs, not looking that cute, putting our best foot forward with a photo from two years ago or whatever it might be. And you don't really have to do a lot of effort. So I think that's why I talk a lot about bringing the mind back, bringing the consciousness back to dating, because it is a very important thing. And I think so often people get a bit lazy. You can scroll from your bedroom with the swipe of a thumb. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to put in a whole lot of effort. Look, you don't even have to. When you meet someone in person, there is a no bullshit side to things versus when you meet someone online, they can bullshit, they can put their best foot forward, they can lie through a screen. When you meet someone in person, it's the direct you get that vibe straight away. You can tell when someone's being authentic and you can tell when someone's not most of the time, unless there's alcohol involved or we're going through something in our personal life that's making us not as clear and we don't have that clarity. But usually when you're in person, you can, you can gather that really quickly. Like, yes, that guy's for me. No, it's not. Um, or yes, that girl's for me. Or no, she's not. Um, but I think this day and age, it is a real struggle because quite often you formed a bond and you formed a connection with someone versus that you haven't actually met them before. And it can be a little bit of a struggle. So I think let's talk about mindful dating for a moment because 
Mindful dating is basically dating in a conscious and proactive way. So it means that you have a sense of what you are looking for and a sense of yourself and who you are at the core of yourself. So let's just touch base on that for a moment because I think many, many women these days, they're like, look, I'm not ready for dating. It freaks me out. Maybe they've been scarred and they're like, you know, a mother like I am. And they're like, you know what, I'm just going to invest my time into my child and throw myself into motherhood. Essentially, that is hiding right? And you might say, oh, no, it's not hiding because I'd prefer to invest my time in in my child rather than investing it in, you know, flaky interactions or whatever it might be. Um, I 100% get that. But those times when I have thrown myself into work or I've thrown myself into motherhood, generally it's because I'm hiding. Generally it's because I'm scared because relationships, like I said earlier, they are the ones that are our biggest teachers. They are the ones that you can move forward and have that self-development at such a, a more rapid rate than you would if you weren't in that situation because relationships bring up a lot of shit. They bring up a lot of shadow. They bring up things within ourselves that we've not healed. Um, triggers can come out and instead of, you know, looking at them as they arrive, dating kind of shoves them in our face. Um, and then you have to, un- you have to unpack them. You have to, um, look at the triggers and you really have to go through that. So I think that you've also got to have a look at boundaries and you have to be okay with rejection, right? And that's something no one wants to mention in the same sentence as dating. No one wants to talk about rejection when it comes to dating, but it happens. You are going to go out there in the dating world and you might be vibing someone and you might think, yeah, they're amazing. They're ticking all the boxes and then they don't like you or they don't call or they don't text you back. And then you're kind of left scratching your head like, hang on a minute, we had that great connection. Like what's going on here? Um, Is it something to do with me? So you cannot let your mind go there. You have to, and by being okay, when, when we're talking about being okay with rejection, you have to be okay with it from a point of having a strong sense of self-worth because a weaker sense of self-worth is going to feel like, okay, well, what's wrong with me? How come he didn't like me? What's wrong with me? I'm not skinny. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not cute enough. I don't earn enough money. My job's whatever. I'm a mom, whatever it might be for you. You're going to directly go to that, okay, yeah, it's me. And what can I fix within myself? Rather than simply going, you know what, what's for me is not going to pass me by. It's cool. See you later. And I understand you look, you're allowed to have a certain level of hurt with that because rejection doesn't feel nice. When you're into someone and you're vibing it and you think that they are too, that rejection is going to feel awkward. It's going to feel, you know, quite triggering. You're going to start to go, oh my God, what was it about me? And, you know, you could spiral out of control, but that's why we talk about being okay with rejection also comes from, it stems from having that strong sense of self-worth, having that strong sense of, of purpose within yourself. And that comes from knowing yourself at a deeper level, which you can do from dating. So it's a bit of a catch 22. So, and sending out positive feelings that you hope will be reciprocated because if you're going out there with a negative viewpoint and so many people do in dating, you know, I I've been dating and it's been an interesting journey to say the least, but I think people go out there sometimes and they're jaded and they have this idea that, you know, men are cheaters or women are cheaters or women are liars or 
um, women are, um, what's the number one thing that I've seen while I've been online dating is that, oh, I don't like, I don't like playing games and I'm not here for drama. There's a lot of men on there that I've noticed have said, I'm not up for drama. I'm not here for drama. Um, like as if anyone is <laughs> right. And I quite often find that it's the people that go, I don't want drama. I'm not here for games that they're there for games and drama. They've kind of just outed themselves. Um, so being able to look for little things like that as well. Um, but you can practice mindful dating and it is a practice and it is a conscious learning. It's not something that comes naturally. It comes from looking at your own bullshit and going, okay, that's, I don't want to go through that again. And I do, or I don't want to have that experience again. So I think you need to be really fucking clear with yourself on what you actually expect from dating. And look, it's cool if all you want from dating is some casual sex every now and again and a nice dinner and that companionship. If you don't actually want a relationship, that's cool. That's cool. But being honest with yourself, what is the outcome of the dating experience? What are you looking for? And also being honest with what you are looking for to the people that you are dating, right? Because so many women are like, you know, I'm just looking for something casual. I just really, I don't, I, you know, I'm not too fussed on a relationship. That is what is going to come back to you. If you give out flakiness, that is what is going to vibrate back towards you. But so many women go, oh, I'm just looking for this or, you know, I don't really want anything too serious. I'm open to something casual because they think that that is what men want to hear. But really, if they ask their heart what they want, they want that marriage, they want that husband, they want that family, they want that, but they're not speaking that out clearly. And I understand not going, oh, hey, if a guy asks you what you like, I totally get not being like, oh, you know, border collie, husband, wife picket fence, um, that kind of thing. I totally get not outing yourself in a way that is overwhelming to them, but also knowing what you want at the core and just saying that, look, I'm open to to chilling. I'm open to seeing where things go, but my end goal is this. My end goal is a really conscious relationship with someone that is self-aware and emotionally intelligent. Um, but also like, I understand that, you know, it's a slow process getting to that point. You don't need to fully out yourself and freak them out with your language, being really cautious of how you, are putting yourself forward and the language that you are using is also really important too. Um, so I think also being conscious with the kind of apps that you use. So the kind of apps that you use to show up in dating. So for example, Tinder is known as a more, a more casual, um, a more casual site. There are people that I know that have met their husbands on there. And then you've got Hinge and Bumble that are a little bit more known as a little bit more seriously. Um, so just being really, really, you know, honest with yourself as to how you're showing up in dating and being mindful because that's what this is all about, right? Being mindful of how you're showing up and and the way in which you're showing up. So I think um, I'll just talk a little bit about my dating now is my dating experience has been, look, it's been interesting. I've, I've dated for quite some years. I've been dating since I was 15. I've had long-term relationships. I've had short-term relationships more often than not recently since uh, finding myself as a single parent, I've had short relationships. And that is because my bullshit meter now is very low, right? So if I see something within someone that I know, it, and, and this isn't about being like, oh, you know, they... I don't know, chew with their mouth open or something. This is not about surface level shit. This is about big stuff. So 
I have narrowed my my expectations down so much so and I know myself at a deeper level that I don't tolerate anyone that isn't showing up on that level, right? I'm not going to tolerate flaky behavior because I'm not showing up flaky within myself, right? And I think that if you're out there dating and you're like, hmm, I keep getting people that are flaky or I keep getting people that aren't showing up for me, it's always important that you look at your yourself, uh, and I'm sorry to be harsh about it, but those of you that know me will know that that's just how I am. I'm quite blunt. Um, I tell things how it is. Sometimes my delivering of the way that I speak isn't ideal. And I do apologize for that if it comes across and it's a little bit jarring for some people, but you need to have a look at yourself. So if you are coming against men that are flaky, cheaters, they're not showing up for you, um, they're kind of being, you know, not clear about their intentions. Where are you cheating yourself, right? Where are you being flaky? How are you not showing up for yourself? Because generally that is where the answer will lie. And you can look at the situation and go, hmm, that is because that is what the level that I am vibrating at, that is how I'm showing up. Therefore, that's what I am attracting. It's a pretty simple kind of formula. But I think I hear so often women are like, men are this, men are that. You know, they're flaky. They're not showing up for me. They're cheaters. They're not, they don't want to commit is one of the biggest things that I get back from women. They don't want to commit. Men don't want to commit to me. There's, you know, gone are the days where men want commitment. They want to travel. They want to go fishing. They want to hang out with the mates. They're not open for commitment. Where are you not committed to yourself? And I know these are big questions. I know they're triggering. I know they're hard. I know that when someone's cheated you and you're like feeling really hurt, you probably don't want to look in the mirror. But once again, that's ego. It's trying to save you from the situation. It's trying to save you the heartache. It's trying to be like, no, you're great. You're good. You've got this. But the magic lies where you're really able to be self-aware and self-analytical and look at the situation and go, okay, well, where am I actually doing that? And recently this happened to me. Um, I'll be really fucking clear with you. I'll be really honest with you. It happened to me recently. I had flaky people showing up in my field and it was because I wasn't being clear with myself, my intention, the way that I was living my life and how I was showing up as a woman, that that is what I was attracting and that is what I was pulling into my field. So yeah, being really clear on how you are showing up for yourself will invite other people to show up for you more deeply. So the way that you show up for yourself is how others are going to show up for you. And I think that so often within dating, we forget that. So always, and you might forget it even in the future after listening to this, but hopefully this sparks uh, a little bit of a light bulb within you that if you ever get into that situation in the future that you are not honoring yourself you're attracting the wrong kind of person, you're going, you know, in down the wrong path with dating and you're not, you're not kind of getting the, the outcomes that you would like or the prospects that you would like, you can go back within yourself. Hopefully that this and what we've talked about here is going to remind you to look inward in order to have that outward experience. So I know for me, that was a huge um, game-changing moment when I actually realized that it was how I was showing up that was also inviting other people to show up in that same way, whether it was surface level or more deeply for myself. Um, And something else that I want to talk about when it comes to like dating mindfully is 
to be a good listener, right? To be a good listener because I think that we sometimes will talk to be understood, not to be understanding, right? Do you want me to repeat that again? So sometimes we will talk to be understood, not to be understanding, particularly when we're on a date, right? We can go blah, 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 blah. This is my story. This is where I've been. This is where I'm at. And it's talking so that you're understood. But then when it comes to the other person talking or the other person sharing something, maybe you're not overly paying attention because you're more concerned about how you were perceived or how you were understood. You don't need to be like that. When you're showing up to a date, obviously the conversation needs to flow. You need to be able to have that you know, those non-awkward silences. Sometimes it's nice to have a silence, especially if you've shared something with that person that's a little bit deeper. Sometimes it's nice to have that silence to kind of let it soak in, to let it really seep into them and so that they can really understand what you were saying. But I don't know if about you, but I've been on dates before, particularly with, uh, I don't know, really high profile kind of guys that have those really big jobs and they've got that, you know, their name on the door and they're very big, important people. And they will literally talk about themselves non-fucking-stop to the point where you're like, did they even ask anything about me? It was more about them sharing to be understood than listening to understand, right? Just like what we just talked about. And you don't want to be that person. No one wants to be that person because I think so often those people, they go into the date with, they don't want to learn anything about people that they want to take from the situation. You can spot them a mile away. Once you get attuned to that, you can spot them a mile away and kind of what their intention is. You know when a man is interested in you because he will start asking you questions about you. He'll start asking you open-ended questions. For me, it's very important when I go on a date that they actually ask about my motherhood. Because for me, quite often when I go on a date, I'm the fun single woman on my weekend off. They're not seeing me showing up as a mother. So sometimes they can get a very contrasted view of who I am. And yes, on the weekends when I'm I'm not a parent, when she's we co-parent for those of you that don't know, but when she's with her father... I'm fun, I'm single, I'm lighthearted, and I'm not that woman all the time. I'm not even that woman 50% of the time. Probably 90% of the time, I'm not lighthearted, I'm not carefree because I am so busy being someone else's mum and being there for someone else and, and being there for someone else in such a whole way that it does consume a lot of the person that I usually show up as because I'm showing up as a mother and you know, there'll be women that argue, well, you can do both and you can show up simultaneously. But I think for me and the way that I parent specifically, I'm so consumed by motherhood when I'm in that space. And I'm such an entirely different person. So quite often it feels like there is such polarity between the woman that I am, you know, 10% of the time versus the woman that I am 90% of the time because they're two different women. The woman that a lot of these men meet me on our date, they meet me as a fun single woman that can go out, that can be lighthearted and have wines and sometimes have too many wines and and have fun and, and walk along the beach till all hours of the night talking about, you know, life and how I like to show up and, you know, having those really, really deep conversations when that's usually not how I'm able to show up because i am got school the next day and I'm packing lunches and whatever it might be. So yeah, I think 
always looking at the situation to be an active listener and being an active listener obviously means just taking it in and soaking in the moment. And also when they're speaking about something that is deep that you have written down that might not, um, you know, not be on your list as such. I don't think dating with the list is important, but dating with boundaries and dating with values is important. So it might be something that is in contrast to your values that you should then, you know, actively listen and really ask them questions to go deeper into that, to learn about them at a deeper level, because that's what dating is. It's learning about someone else to see if they're going to fit into your life, to see if you've got that spark, that connection, that passion there, um, rather than just a surface level. So I think, um, yeah, I think seeking clarification as well. Do not become distracted by your phone or what's going on around you and, and don't overshare. I think for me, I'm an overshare naturally. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I I don't really censor myself too deeply. Um, it is kind of what you see is what you get type situation. But when I'm dating, it's a very conscious um, situation of not really over you know, over giving that situation and making sure that I'm not blurting out things that aren't of importance. That's been a real mindful, conscious decision for me since, you know, when I was in my twenties, I dated so much more differently. And I used to relate a lot of things on that date back to relationships in the past. And I'd bring up things that had happened in the past, not realizing that that person would also think that, Hey, she's still hung up on her ex or, um, you know, she's not moved through that experience. So I think, which for me, I wasn't doing that. It wasn't that I was hung up. It was more that I was trying to, obviously when you're dating, you're seeking a relationship, right? So I was just trying to find resonance within that. And that's something that I do within my life as a whole anyway. Um, And also I think that there are going to be obstacles when you are dating mindfully. And what I mean by that is that you are going to find things that come up that you're like, okay, how do I approach the situation? Because now that you're dating from a place of being mindful and being conscious, there are going to be things that you're like, hang on a second. I'm not hundred percent sure on this. So for example, um, I had a situation the other week, I was meant to go on a date with someone. It didn't end up eventuating. And to me, that felt like a real example of them. If they don't invest time, like I, like I spoke about earlier on in the piece here, if they don't invest time and they aren't, you know, showing effort or they aren't willing to put in effort, then that effort is a direct reflection of their interest. But that is something that has been a new learning for me. That is something that has been a conscious thing for me. And not only me noticing their effort being a direct reflection of their interest, but also me going, you know what, that's not in alignment. And it doesn't mean that that person's a bad person or that you know, whatever it might be, it just means that the alignment is not there, right? So, and how I handled that was like, hey, look, this isn't aligned for me, but like all the best out there. Because I think so often that when you go into a situation like that and you go into that more mindful and and conscious way of dating, you know yourself at that deeper level. So you're also going to know when others aren't at that deeper level, right? So you're going to start realizing, and even now you might be listening to this and you might be in that situation where you're you're kind of dating someone, but not really. And they kind of slot you into their life when they can. And, and you're like, oh, well, it works for me because I'm a mother or I work full-time or whatever your truth is for you. But it's also, look, 
what are you actually here to do? If it's to have that casual fun time and, and look, some people, they're great for that. Um, they're great for that. You can have that casual sex, that fun time. And then, and then obviously there's nothing deeper that comes from that situation. But if you're accepting that, and this is something that I really need to touch base on underline italics highlight, if that is what you are accepting, but it is vast difference to what your heart is actually wanting or what your soul is calling for or what you're trying to manifesting, then that is not in alignment at all. And that is showing the universe, well, I'm just happy to accept that. So that is all that the universe is going to give you or, you know, higher power, whatever you want to call it. So you need to be in alignment with your own values, right? Don't abandon your own values. And this is something that we see women do so often. I'm just going to use the Married at First Sight. We had Cody and Selena, I believe their names are. No, yeah. The, you know you know who I'm talking about, the guys that were on there last night. If you're listening to this, I, listened, I watched it last night and she was literally, I think it was Selena, she was literally stamping her feet in front of him trying to tell him, what she wanted, but it is so obvious as a watcher, and you're probably nodding along to this. Um, and this is why I watch Married at First Sight because it's so interesting of these these dynamics, not the drama, but the dynamics that play out. Right? It really is thought provoking, and I know that a lot of people are like it's stage drama. It's look, there is definitely a lot of it. I've been on reality TV. I've done the reality TV dating thing many many moons ago. And there is such a, there is, you know, it is real. There is a lot of reality there. And yes, there is staged drama, but I think that people forget that these are real situations, right? So to see her literally in front of, uh, I think it was Cody, stamping his feet, stamping her feet, trying to get what she wanted from the situation and really saying to him, I am worthy. I am worthy of these answers. You know, I think we can all relate to being a woman that has done that before. She was literally stamping her feet, shouting and really getting, you could see the frustration. She seems like such a beautiful sweetheart of a person. And to see that, you know, from what was portrayed, I do understand that reality TV is not real, even though there are certain points of it that really are. Um, But the poor little thing was standing there. We've all been that woman. Like, I think that if you are listening to this, you're probably nodding along going, yeah, I've fucking done that. I have tried to literally stamp my feet and show my worth and, you know, really be like, I want this from the situation. But unfortunately, as a watcher and as a third party person, it's so obvious he is just not capable. And I think that we, we've all been standing in front of a man that's just not capable, kind of wishing that the, the opposite was true, that they were capable and that they had that depth and that they have that understanding. But unfortunately, just like being a third person watcher last night, you would have seen that that's not the case, that he's just not capable and that you can stand there and stamp your feet and be like, this is what I need from you and this is what I want, but you're saying it to someone that's incapable of giving it to you, you're not going to get a different outcome. So I think that being really fucking clear with yourself, because if you are not living your truth, particularly in dating, if you're wanting a husband, but you're settling for setting for casual, um, that's a really bad situation to be in because it's a complete opposite. It's a complete polarity to where you actually want to be. So you're therefore telling the universe well, this is, you know, this is what I want. However, this is what I'm settling for. You can see how that's not in alignment. It is not in alignment and it's not going to have a good outcome because you want to be standing in your truth as much as you can, especially when you're going into something that can be love. And 
I saw someone on Instagram share a a post the other day that said something like, you know, I'd rather not get into a situation. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Actually, it was really interesting. One of my girlfriends shared it. Um, Let me see if it's still on her post. No, it's not. It was something like um, I I try and stay away from relationships now because I don't need three more years of um, therapy right? So save yourself the heartache and go into it with authenticity, right? Because I look, a lot of women that have been hurt are now fearful of dating and fairly so, you know, I've been in that situation. I've had my heart ripped out, spat on, set on fire in front of me. It wasn't nice. Didn't love it. Um, didn't feel great. So I think you can either be one of the women that, one of the women, sorry, that is going to be, you know, built by the fire, not burnt by it you know, and, and that's where you want to stand. You want to stand in your power. You want to date consciously and you want to date mindfully. And doing that requires a certain level of self-understanding from yourself. It requires a certain level of looking at your own bullshit, looking at your past relationships and saying, where can I learn? Where is the growth? Right? It was very easy for me to say I got left pregnant, but it wasn't easy for me to go and say, okay, well, where, where was my input into that? That, was, that may have been his action, but what, was it a reaction? And where was my input into it? And that was, a hard situ- that was a hard question to ask myself, but it is one that brought about growth. It is one that brought about a lot of lessons. And yes, for me, I'll be honest with you, it has been very hard for me to move forward to be okay with dating again and to not be fearful of the what ifs, not be scared of what could unfold. It has been difficult, but I think it's been nearly six years on from that moment. And I've I've dated one person seriously throughout that time and I've dated others not so seriously. And I've learned so much from each and every person. And obviously the first couple of people that I dated after that, look, didn't go so well. I was hurt didn't really love men, wasn't about men, kind of had like a bit of a chip on my shoulder and I was going into it with, you know, a bit guarded and someone that wasn't going into it in a way of that was wholesome, you know. I was more going into it with a lot of um, baggage and a lot of hurt and that wasn't fair on those people that I dated. And when I realised that, I got out of the relationship, you know, And I think, you know, even more recently, the last relationship that I had was well over a year ago and I just haven't been ready to let myself get into another relationship again um, yet. I'm Look, I'm now open to dating again, but that relationship really taught me a lot about boundaries. It was also throughout a really difficult period in my life where, you know, my mum was very sick with cancer and having a bad relationship on top of that kind of compounded the, the bad taste left in my mouth from that relationship, I feel. So, look, I think that whatever you are doing within the dating world, if you are looking at it from a conscious perspective and you are also able to look at relationships from the past from a conscious perspective and say, okay, like for example, that last relationship, although it was really difficult for me, it was also full of so much growth and there was a lot of good there. Um, As much as we weren't aligned and we were two totally different people, I think that he had come into it out of a marriage and he had been quite hurt from that marriage and I think that he really tried to to keep the relationship going despite us not being aligned um, and he really tried consciously. Re- he really did. I'll give him that. 
And I did as well because I had, I had been so hurt and so, you know, just wasn't in a good space and, and didn't really have the highest vision of men. And I didn't, I knew like this, I need to put effort in here. I need to actually try rather than run from a relationship for once. So look, together we really did try and it was a really, you know, that that's a good part of it that I took away from it, but it was also a huge lesson in boundaries and, you know, where they are and who I'm spending time with. So look, I think that moving forward, what I want women to take away from, from this podcast and from this little, you know, tidbit of information today is that dating is one of the biggest uh, topics that I get over to my Instagram. It is one of the biggest questions that I get asked about. And look, I am by no means a dating expert. I am just someone that is dating. I haven't found that love yet. I haven't found that soul connection, that twin flame. I haven't found that soulmate connection yet. I'm 35 years old. And something that I do want to say before I jump off this um, podcast today is dating at 35 comes with a certain level of fear. Maybe it's not going to happen for me. And that fear is something that I have to work on almost all the time because I think at our core, most of us, nearly everyone that I know or everyone that I've come into, it's just human spirit to want to have that connection. Even if you're someone that isn't monogamous, you still crave that connection and that's why cheating happens, et cetera, et cetera. It's because that is, that is how we are humanly built. And something funny that this is going way off topic, but my sister mentioned it the other day. She said, without perfumes and fragrances these days, that so many people in relationships actually wouldn't be together because that natural pheromone now is so, you know, broken down by our body wash, our soap, our deodorant, our perfume, all of the fake fragrances that when that all kind of stops, a lot of the people that did get married that, you know, may have been full into their beauty routine and then it stopped, um, they then realized like, shit, we've actually got nothing in common because they weren't naturally brought together by the pheromones or whatever. You know, we had a bit of a more in-depth discussion about that, but there is so much that goes into it. So I totally (laughs) have got off topic now and I'm like, fuck, what was I saying? Um, But yeah, I feel like because it's such a big topic that comes to my Instagram regularly, it is something that many women are struggling with and men, they're struggling with it. And my belief of why so many people struggle is not just the pheromones, but I think dating as a whole has become less conscious because it's so available. It's so at our fingertips and with the swipe of a thumb, we can be on to the next guy within two minutes, right? So that is my belief as to where it's come from. So what I'm trying to do here with this podcast and and regularly talking to women behind the scenes of Instagram about dating is that bringing it back to that centered place, taking your power back and kind of sitting within yourself a bit more. Because I think so many women and men, they want to find that love of their life, but they're scared, they're confused, they're afraid of of that failure, and they're pretty shocked and perplexed, like, how do I succeed, right? How do I move forward? So I think that you need to understand how you show up within the world. You need to understand 
your values, your needs, your wants, your desires, and not the fucking bullshit surface level stuff. Not he has to be six foot two, handsome, and a professional athlete. Not the surface level shit. Ignore that. Ignore that. Obviously, we've all got that attraction that we're attracted to. You know, I'm right there with you guys. I've always been attracted to guys with darker hair that have facial hair and they're quite tall. Um, They've got quite large shoulders. That's just who I'm attracted to. But it goes more than that. When I'm dating, I don't let that be my basis of what my entire decision making lies around. Right? I used to in my 20s. (laughs) I'm now older and wiser, thankfully, and hopefully with a little bit more lessons behind me. So now, although that's something I'm attracted to, it's not a value, right? It's not something that I put at the top of my, you know, I don't like saying list, but it's not something that's at the top of my needs and desires and wants now. It's kind of something that's more towards the bottom and it's more how someone shows up, how they handle themselves. Are they self-aware? Are they emotionally intelligent? Do they understand what they want and are they honest with themselves? And how do I grasp that? How do I get that understanding? I talk to them, ask them questions. You can tell the people that show up authentically in that way versus the man that doesn't, that is trying to make it perceived, trying to get people to perceive him in that light. You can tell and you start, your bullshit meter will start to get clear because the clearer that you are with yourself, the more clearer you're going to be with others, right? So I think that the number one thing that I want you to take away, hopefully this podcast, I haven't jumped around too much. I do tend to do that. But the one, number one thing I want to take away, I want you to take away from this is mindful and conscious dating comes from within and being able to find that within yourself comes from doing that self-exploration comes from sitting down and asking yourself but doing it from a place where you are raw you are real and you are vulnerable right because once you get to that place and that clarity within yourself dating will become easier for you And I think that the women that come to me, it's not to say that they don't know themselves at that deeper level, just we so often get off topic or we get lost or they have a few bad experiences out in the dating world and then they go, it's me, I'm never going to find anyone because I'm like this. I'm never going to meet anyone because, you know, I'm not at this size or whatever or I'm not, you know, earning this much money or whatever it might be for you, whatever your truth is, whatever that story is or narrative is that you keep telling yourself. I just want women to understand that coming back to centre is where it's at. And if you have gone off track and you've become one of the women that may have thrown yourself into something else to try and distract yourself and you're like trying to tell yourself, it's fine, I don't need a partner, I don't need a relationship, when deep down at the core of you, you're wondering why that's not happening for you or you kind of got that little hope, that hope isn't going to change into a realisation without you being the propeller to move it forward, right? So on that note, I'm going to love you and leave you. I hope that you have a really beautiful day today. I hope that this has inspired some new thinking for you. I hope that you've had some takeaways 
Like always, a rate and review would be amazing if you've got time to do that. I understand it can be a little bit fiddly. Um, and you can find me over on Instagram at goldjules, G-O-L-D-E-J-E-W-E-L-S, if you would like to talk further.